Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers, far and wide, welcome in to episode number 248 of the Talking the Line podcast on this absolutely beautiful hump day of bets, also known as March the 23rd, 2022, so you don't have to check your calendar for the first time today. Can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by and choosing to uh, dive into a few rabbit holes with the TTL crew today. Now, before we can do that, we need you to, if you could be so kind, take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. Hey, if you are watching on YouTube, you might as well hit that notification bell over there as well so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional content dropping from the crew. Or if you're watching on one of our social media platforms, make sure you hit that like button, that follow button there so you never miss any of our additional social media content. Or if you are listening to the show on your favorite podcast directory, make sure you hit that subscribe button there too if you haven't already as we do release the audio of of every episode after each live show is complete. Next item up on the docket. Hey, if you could be so kind, you can find it in your heart to do so while you're watching today's show. Maybe also hit that other like button. Leave us a comment. Leave us a rating. Jump on over yonder in the live chat if you are watching live. Maybe hit that share button too. Send it on over your brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, aunts, uncles, friends, enemies, neighbors, and people who live on the opposite side of the damn globe as you because that's uh, or, or who you might refer to as a good old-fashioned ticket cashing degenerate good old-fashioned ticket cash and degenerate because that's what we are here at the ttl pod and we can't thank you enough when you do all of those things because it only helps us make ttl sports media bigger and better for each and every one of you hey sometimes i stumble over my words that's the uh, beauty of a live show here but hey we're moving right along because last certainly not least head on over down there to this episode's description where you'll locate the talking the line link tree within that link tree you will find the talking the line.com website all of the ttl crew social platforms and our additional content so you can consume all of that jazz in one convenient location however and whenever you please ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people joining us for episode number 248 of the TTL pod I am your humbled honored hyped and always handicapping host Colton Captain Colt Soroka and I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by hang out with me and my partner get some picks get some insights get some analysis dive into more rabbit holes than we're all going to be able to count together and more than uh, our fair share of nonsense in between now 
My friends, I've said partner, I've said us, I've said crew far too many times without acknowledging the presence of the man on this show here with me. You know him as the one that joins me in the box to my left, but also as the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend, and you better bet your bottom dollar. The TTL Cruise resident, resident Southsider and Cheesehead Faithful himself, Mr. Riley, R-Max, Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? Hump day! Hump My man, I am doing absolutely spectacular. I got the uh, the old all-magical, all-powerful hammer today uh, once again, dude. Second day in a row. I can't, Love it. I can't show up without it after uh, it. after yesterday's day for myself, the old bounce back, dude. So uh, mm-hmm. the uh, hammer is here until further notice from start to finish. Uh, don't care if the old uh, the old metal's rubbing off and making my hands smell like uh, <laughs> smell like metal. I'll, I'll, I'll take that bullet. Take one for the team for us. But uh, yeah. nonetheless, dude, uh, you know, good evening, personal and business-wise. Good start today, personal and business-wise. I've got nothing to complain about, dude. How's things going on your end of the world? Hey, man, Woods nothing world. to complain over. Hey, man, nothing to complain Sorry. over here. Hey, man, nothing to complain over here. It's a spectacular day to be alive. The rest is up to me and the I choose to spread positivity. Um, yeah, not too shabby of a day for you, my man, yesterday. Got yourself a nice rebound. Uh, 0-2 to start the week. Now to 2-2 two and two after a 2-0 and oh day. Why don't we uh, just get right on into that? Since you mentioned it, it seems like you're uh, itching to uh, recap those best bets of the day, so I might as well dive into them. Without further ado, my friends, all of yesterday's best bets of the day from the TTL crew for March the 22nd, 2022. Partner, chomping at the bit, how you feeling about your two rebound plays of the day from yesterday? You know, it, it was mostly the hammer that I'm trying to sport, dude. Not the not the plays, dude. But uh, you know, the magic, dude. Orlando Magic getting the outright win. Uh, nice win there. Ma- uh, excuse me, the Warriors offense stagnant like i was saying yesterday man probably gonna be the last time you can get that fade value on the warriors already today i think they're seven point dogs or something along those lines to the heat so mm. i think it was a couple quick spots before people fully realized that steph is uh, gonna be gone for the foreseeable future so don't think we'll have too many opportunities like that against the warriors and then the old bulls and bucks man a little different than i was hoping it would shake out for sure uh the old bulls offense did not show up to that one but uh, as far as the old bankroll is concerned i'm uh, feeling good about that one uh, got a little sweatier than it needed to there at the end. The last five minutes, they were going back and forth, up and down, track meet, but uh, still stayed under by, I don't remember, about 10 points. So nothing crazy, dude. 2-0 after the bounce back, the nonsense that happened on Monday. I'm feeling good. Got another two NBA plays coming for us today, my friend. All right. Well, I'm going to still stay out of the NBA because uh, it just feels so fickle and so finicky to me. I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, still, um, hey, good on you for uh, getting your bounce back days, though. Uh, I love the Magic plus 7.5. I was still a little little iffy on that Chicago-Milwaukee under, but uh, hey, it ended up staying well under, so hey, good on you, my man. Uh, speaking of uh, staying away, not getting involved, uh, yeah, that's the NIT tournament for your boy, and uh, the rest of any college basketball is not at the big dance. Uh, there's no reason to make Virginia, or no, rather, let's forget about Virginia. Uh, they didn't cover. Either way, uh, there's no reason to make St. Bonaventure the plus three and a half dog and make them a dog for the fourth game in a row see tons of monetary liability flow in on them and they win outright yet 
again. Uh, there's no reason for that. Uh, I stuck to my process. I don't change things. When days like this happen, like, it, it is what it is. I don't get pissed sure. off because I stick to my process and I do the same thing. And, like, this exact process has gotten me 14-2 and two over my last 16 plays in college oh, yeah. basketball. So I really don't care. I'm also – I mean, I do. I don't want you guys to lose money. I'm pissed <laughs> off about it. I'm coming back with more plays today. But NOCO as well, like, the plus 2.5, there was no reason for that line to drop down. There's no reason to put uh, UNCW in that setup spot of being a favorite after uh, uh, barely squeaking out a win. I, I mean, I, it's just one of those weird days, just like your uh, your Monday was. Right. My Tuesday was weird as hell. And I've told you time and time again, I don't know what it is with me in college basketball on Tuesdays, on Tuesday. but yeah. maybe you just need to fade me. But something you don't need to fade me on, and all of a sudden I guess I'm, I'm figuring things out here. I have no idea, but hey, check the, uh, check hey. the old jersey out. <laughs> uh, Tampa Bay Lightning and the Carolina Hurricanes under six stays well under six there, my friends. Um, I don't know where I'm – Where I, I tell you what it is. I, I'm just playing numbers. And I told you pre-show, partner, yeah. I'm not worried about um, teams. I'm not worried about storylines. I'm not worried about any of that shit. I'm just playing numbers and what I see. And I think it's better that way because sometimes you can get analysis paralysis and you can really start hypo-analyzing every single player on the team and why is this and why is that and this is exactly how it's going to happen and then none of that happens whatsoever and then you look like a big dumb doofus. So I'm just literally playing only numbers in uh, hockey – and uh, it's been paying off for me here so far. So I got two more hockey plays. I'm looking for a 2-0 rebound day, much like Mags did uh, yesterday. So I'm ready to rock and roll here for you fellas and gals out there. Uh, two for Tuesday parlay of the day, uh, big 0 for 2, so why not? Hey, keep the deuces wild track going. Yeah. Uh, big 0 for 2 on that one. Uh, that one kind of pisses me off. Uh, well, again, not pisses me off, but it's irritating because Xavier, that's the exact same spot that's been profitable uh, all, all this uh, entire uh, postseason of college right. basketball, if you will. And then uh, the New York Knicks absolutely melted right at the end. They scrapped all the way back into that game and uh, looked like we were the smart guys. And then all of a sudden, they just absolutely melted. So um, is what it is. 0-2 on the 2 for Tuesday parlay. If you tailed us all the way across the board, you went 3-2. and two, So still a positive day for you over there. And then uh, in addition, if you uh, play the 2 for Tuesday parlay, half unit, like we usually recommend, you definitely went positive. And then also, if you tailed the money line dice, you went super positive. Uh, Winnipeg on the puck line. Winnipeg Jets, they covered that bad boy. And the under six goals hit as well in both those spots. Mag said, I don't know, Dice. I don't think so. But okay, Dice. Whatever. It doesn't seem very likely. The Dice said, hey, hell no. We are all over this right now. You better listen to us. We're going 2-0. and So my friends, 2-1 and on the day, or on the week, rather. From the the old uh, the old money line dice, so I'm not d- doubting them anymore. No, I, I don't know I, shit about fuck when it comes to no. the NHL, dude. No. They got the nice plus money ticket last night, so sure. uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be stopped doing that. But uh, yeah, little little interesting update that I just got coming across the old desk, though. What's that? Jets and Dolphins are in serious talks to trade for Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill per league sources. What? Oh yeah. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah, Tyreek Hill. But Tyreek Hill's not on the Jets or the Dolphins, so... Right. I think they're both, like, inquiring about him. Ah. Hmm. So That'd be know. interesting. I that's, wonder if they could wild. get rid of him. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, some more, more power to the Jets the Dolphins if they can get their hands on him. I mean, that's interesting. I mean, I, th- I, I, I would have been it would have been a lot more wild if like they picked him up. They're just inquiring. Like, that's just, like... I mean, Tyreek hey, Hill, though, that's... 
why are the Chiefs trying to get rid of Tyreek Hill? I guess I don't is what know. I'm trying Pe- to say. People were fucking inquiring about Devontae for a while before he lifted. They were inquiring about him last year. They were inquiring about him two years ago when he left this year. So they could just be inquiring. I'm, I'm not reading too much into that. I think that's okay. just a little clickbait. I don't know. Hey, Fair I'm enough. Just, I, hey, that's just my opinion. My opinion. My opinion. My opinion. I feel like that's just a little, a little, uh, just putting feelers out there. But hey, on me. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. That's uh, that's uh, at least I don't know. He sound. I am kind of reacting like this because he seemed like somebody that would have been untouchable. Is kind of what I'm saying. Mm, I mean, I think when you pay Patrick Mahomes five hundred million dollars, yeah, some I of those other key players players have to be touchable. <laughs> that's that's kind <laughs> of that's kind of my thought process on that. And that really, I I feel the same way kind of about that that I do about Devontae. I think this will kind of be the shopping year. Like, what are the Chiefs willing to take for him? What are they willing to let him go for? What type of trade? What type of market does he have? And the next year, you might see him move at the beginning of the year. Because it would definitely take a trade. And I don't think the Dolphins or the Jets present enough value anywhere. And the Chiefs aren't looking for picks to pick up Tyreek Hill. Call me fucking crazy. I'm not a GM of the damn league or anything, but that just doesn't seem very, very logical right now for the Chiefs. The Chiefs would be getting burned in that deal pretty bad, especially Probably. after just letting go Miko Hardman. Like they would, they would Probably. be getting fucked. They would be getting that's fucked. That's why Where I'm they gonna yeah, go, go after Jalen Waddle. Like, like this. That's, that's a fucking. Uh, that's why I'm little... reacting like it's clickbait. Like because okay, that just doesn't make any enough. sense. If I know Andy Reid and I know that front office, that just doesn't make any fucking like. Okay. Either way. Nice little conversation started to uh, get the day rocking and rolling. Uh, obviously, we have plenty of uh, other rabbit holes to dive into today, and who knows what the hell bridge we come across. But uh, for now, you took a sip, so it reminded me, to me, to thee, and all you beautiful people sipping the black elixir of the gods uh, on this gorgeous March the 23rd, 2022, whatever the time of the day it is, we don't, we don't judge over here. Take your sip. I'll be right back. Oh, baby. Whoa! Mm. Knocked out my headphones. It was so doggone good. All right, my friends. It is now time for the time of all times. You know the drill. Let me get my uh, screen flipped over here so I can see you a little bit more live in prime time. Oh, yeah. How about that? Okay, my friends. It's time to flip the screen. Get the ticker ticking for the first segment of the day. Armag's best bets of the day. He, I already told you, he's got two more NBA plays coming at you. That's right. Lace up the Jordans, lock in, and get ready But for nothing but cold hard facts, insights, and analysis. I don't know where I was going with that. A little extra fluff than per usual. But what I will tell you, my friends, is hey, partner, let it rip, let him have it, and as always, you have the floor. All right, my man. I am, uh, as mentioned, going to the NBA. Two plays once again today. I'll make them both pretty short and sweet here. Because uh, first one on tap is the Suns at the Minnesota Timberwolves. And a large part of why uh, this one kind of lit my eyes up a little bit. Uh, lots and lots of money coming in on the Suns. Uh, this one has been on the move a little bit. It was at 2.5 this morning. Uh, and despite the Suns getting 93% of money, coming back down to plus 1.5 here for the Wolves at home. Plain and simple, man, this Wolves team has been really, really solid here at home this season, and especially over the last handful of weeks. They are absolutely raking at home right now. And obviously, the Suns are a very good team. They've still been, they've been very profitable on the road as well. 
Uh, both teams, top five ATS in uh, Wolves at home, Suns on the road. But obviously, without Chris Paul, they've lost a little bit of that edge, and they're a little bit banged up uh, down the line as well. So I think they're going to have a little bit of a depth issue in this one uh, with the way this Wolves team is playing on offense, man. 4-0 and for the Wolves last four following a straight-up, or excuse me, an ATS loss. Just lost a few days ago. As we mentioned, the closing line ended up being one. Uh, so depending on what you caught that line, obviously you might have covered that one. But uh, they ended up failing to cover the closing line there. But they are 12-3-1 last 16 following a straight up loss so in those situations where they just lost like they did to the Dallas Mavericks the other day uh, they've been a fantastic bounce back team especially once again at home partner so seven and two last nine versus a team with a winning road record so even when these good teams are coming into town into Minnesota they've been fantastic as well and they've got one day of rest nine three and one last 13 games uh, against the number on one day's rest so I expect them to win this one outright I like the pricing so I'll take the extra point and a half backing in this in this one for sure here at home but I've got no questions no qualms about this one give me the wolves plus one and a half to kick th- kick things off for me today well, damn, you ain't talking, uh, you ain't kidding when you say short and sweet. Jiminy Christmas, uh, right to this point. Um, yeah, man, I, I'm still going to keep saying what I'm saying. I just don't know shit about fuck when it comes to the NBA. Like, I, I think you're on the right side here. This seems right. Um, from what I know is that this would seem like, oh, a setup for the Suns. And, like, that's how I would come in. So I question, is this a setup for experts? I don't know. Is it, like, to take the point with the home dog? I I don't know. You know more than I do in this situation. You are the NBA man. I cannot deduct or tell you anything because what I do know is that, hey, this line might be up to six and a half by the time the fucking ball tips because somebody decided that they were going to rest their right toe uh, five minutes before game time happens. So I, 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 I just don't have time for that. Okay, now Fair might enough. get involved a little bit later. Appreciate your yones and appreciate your insights and analysis. So, hey, if you guys do too, and I highly suggest you hammer it in because the kid's hot on the NBA hardwood. Hammer in right here, right now. Minnesota Timberwolves, plus one. Partner, hell yeah. What do you got for number two? <laughs> Alrighty, number two, going to a team that we already talked about yesterday and uh, coming in on the recap here. Going to a little bit of a different angle in this one, though. Orlando at Oklahoma City. I'm going to the first half for Orlando in this one, partner. I'm interested in the full game. Uh, but with Orlando coming out in on a back-to-back, obviously last night getting the win against uh, Golden State in Orlando, I'm a little worried for a little bit of a second half half collapse, which we have been seeing from these teams on a back-to-back the last few days. But typically, and especially these last few days, the first half has been working out pretty well for these teams. Uh, because plain and simple, the Oklahoma City Thunder have been in without Lou Dort. And I know a lot of people aren't talking about this, but he is actually a really significant player for them as far as being a bad team with him and being an absolutely miserable team without him partner as far as both ends of the floor honestly helps him offensively for sure but I think defensively is really what I value where I start to find the fade value in the thunder when he's gone as far as the full game is concerned or full games are concerned they are three and 18 straight up without Lou Dort this season man and while they still don't have a very good record with them it's 17 and 34 so obviously that's brutal but that's still that's a bad team to a miserable team without him partner so so, uh, like I said, I was interested in that full game, but I'm uh, staying away from any second-half collapse. Just 
popping right into this first half, getting them at minus a half here. I like it. There's a certain spot where it's minus one and a half on the first half as well. I'd like that. And if you're even getting safe, I think I saw minus 128 on the first half money line. If that's what you're looking for to get even safer, I don't think that's too much uh, too much chalk to eat. I think they've I think they win this first half by at least five points here. Uh, their defense has been playing really well. This Orlando Magic team, and uh, again without without some of these guys, even with SGA, I know a lot of people love SGA, and he's been able to fill it up. That's it. That's it. Point Blake period. Everyone else is miserable on this team, man. So I don't have any concerns about that as far as the back-to-back. If you look at the other side of the floor, you might, on the full season statistics, you might start to say the same thing as far as the Oklahoma, uh, excuse me, the Oklahoma City Thunder's defense can slow down the Orlando Magic offense. But like I just said, without Lou Dort, their defensive numbers are dropping and dropping by the game, man. So I've got no questions. Once again, no qualms. I don't have any trends to bring you on this one, obviously, because it's a first half as opposed to the full game. Uh, Magic have uh, been pretty uh, middle of the pack as far as full game in uh, back-to-back situations. So love the first half in this one, partner. Minus a half is where I caught it at. Fine up to minus one and a half as well for the first half. And my final best bet of the day, Orlando Magic on the first half spread, my friend. Yeah, I was uh, originally a little bit surprised to uh, see that you were going to the Orlando Magic, especially with your staunch rule about uh, not betting on teams on the back-to-back. And then I realized that it was in the first half, and, uh, you know, maybe we have uh, an additional play on this very bet a little bit later on in the show. Who's to say? Who's to know? Who am I? What do you know? I have not a clue in the world, but what I do know is I think this has some pretty damn good value. I think with how you started it saying that, Yeah, I think the Magic come out pretty hot, but they could full send melt in the second half, and uh, I think you're right in that synopsis. So I'll be on this one with you. Orlando Magic, first half spread, minus a half. My friends, you are paying a little bit of juice on that, but uh, not too much chalk to eat whatsoever. So there you go, RMAG's first and second best bets of the day. Uh, Partner, before we keep this proverbial podcast train steaming on down the tracks, anything else in regards to those two bad boys? No, sir, that's all I got. Hammer them in for me. Okie dokie, artichoke. Well, then in that case, it is time to flip the screen, hit the ticker again, and without further ado, my friends, get into my best bets of the day. All right, now all of a sudden, I don't know what's happened, how it's gone on, how it has uh, made its way into my life, or how I have uh, found this title in my life, but... I think I might be a hockey capper. I don't know. (laughs) I might be. I have not a clue. What I do know is I have my good luck charm, puck time, wager talk puck time, hockey puck made in Canada, uh, the official pro flex puck that will continue to stay with me. And now the hockey jersey comes on too. So, hey, I got good luck charms all over the place. I'm just going to keep capping hockey, and I'm going to keep dishing out winners when it comes to that because that's everything that I've cashed this week. So we're going to keep it moving, keep it grooving. Two winners coming up for you right here. But first things first, got to flip the screen, and then, my friends, got to pull up the old notes. So first things first, going to the matchup. Actually, hold on. calling this. The NHL Annihilator. Since we ain't got no A-10 plays, baby, we got to have an NHL Annihilator a day to keep the doctor away. You better believe it. We're going to the matchup between the New Jersey Devils and the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I, contrary to popular opinion, I'm taking the under 6.5 total goals. Now, I caught it at 6.5 
when the odds were at plus 114. You might see it now have ticked up to seven in most spots with seven getting the juice right around minus 120 to minus 130. Stick a pin in that because I'll be right back to that here pretty soon. But I got to be honest with you guys before we go any further. This is a full-out fade of the public and a full-out fade of all the NHL experts out there. I'm not saying I'm an NHL expert by any means, but what I'm telling you is everybody, their brother, their Uncle Sal, their cousin Jimmy, their brother Tom, their sister Sally, and their mother's fathers and cousins twice removed are dishing out the over six and a half here today. And it's gone up to seven, so now they think they're all smart. But I'm not buying it whatsoever because that line movement is exactly why I think it's a dead giveaway that this total is staying way under. Now, number one, it did open at six and a half, obviously, and it moved up to seven. Now, when I was writing this analysis, it was only touching seven in a couple of spots. It's almost everywhere it's moved up to seven. So this kind of rings true for across the market that now it has moved up to seven the over is getting plus money. And when it was at six and a half, the under was getting plus money. So I can hear the experts now in essence. Oh, we got the hook. Now the over uh, or the under seven and a half is getting the minus 140 and we're getting plus money on the over. So we might as well just continue to take the over at the very bare minimum. We're going to push. We don't play to push, my friends. I hate people who have the mentality to bet to push at the bare minimum when they lose a hook, and I can hear it now. As a matter of fact, I already read it this morning, and I couldn't believe my eyes when I was reading analysis like that. I will never dish out anything like that. And did I mention once again that the 7, the under 7, is getting minus 130 juice? I'm telling you, my friends, it is the right side to back. Um, I, point blank period, if the odds are so damn steep on the uh, 6, then uh, this thing should finish uh, on the over of 6. This thing shouldn't finish any less than 9. Um, and it's simply not. And then when you move it up to 7, the under gets the juice. So... I don't know. Do with that information as you wish. I, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I don't know shit. But hey, um, I did look into this a little bit deeper, uh, and I don't have many trends for this one, actually. I know I'm the trends man, but I don't have many for this one um, because every single trend you can find is an over trend, my friends, and that is a huge Huge red flag for me because that's when all the public comes out of the woodwork, especially with only four NHL games on tap today. And uh, I wanted to direct your attention to the last 10 meetings. In summary, uh, the over is 7-3 and three in the last 10 meetings. That's right. I said it. I didn't hide it from you whatsoever, and we are taking the under because... The uh, two teams involved here uh, in these meetings, they uh, typically, even though they go to the over, they don't score uh, much to get over this number. Now, New Jersey has scored two or less in six out of their last 10 games, and Toronto has, or I'm sorry, uh, six out of the last 10 meetings, and then uh, Toronto has scored four or less uh, in uh, six out of the last 10 meetings there. I'm sorry. I'm all bass backwards on this one. So, New Jersey has scored, see, I'm not a hockey capper. New Jersey has scored two or less goals in six out of the last 10 meetings and Toronto has scored four or more goals in six out of the last 10 meetings so why did I mention Toronto for more goals because one of those meetings was an overtime and it was five goals and that is obviously a little bit more than four or more goals now it's kind of a crapshoot if they score over four in these games uh, against the Devils and I think it's going to be an opportunity where they definitely score that four or less and I think New Jersey sticks to the trend of uh, not scoring more than two in a handful of these games now I already told you 
Uh, there's not many trends here. Uh, there's one key one I do want to mention, but finally, uh, outside of all of that, I mentioned uh, the last matchup here is really what sticks out in my mind. It did finish seven to one uh, with a total set at six and a half, and now they moved it up to seven across the market with the last total finishing at eight. I don't know. I'm not crazy. I just play numbers. I don't play teams and storylines, but what I will tell you is there's one key thing here. Even though all you will find is over trends, one thing, my friends, is the under is 21-8-4 and four in the last 33 meetings in Toronto. Why is that important? Because Toronto has been chilling at home on a nice rest advantage. Two days, uh, or actually three days now, they haven't played since Saturday, so they've been kicking, chilling, cooling, relaxing, and New Jersey's coming off of a 7-4 to four win over their rival New York Rangers last night. So now they travel to the Great White North, and they're going to put up a bunch of goals again. I'm not buying it. Uh, I digress. That's enough hot wind for this uh, play. My friends, New Jersey Devils, Toronto Maple Leafs, under six and a half. I'm interested, my man. I, I don't know shit about fuck like you uh, you said with uh, the NBA stuff. I don't know shit about fuck with the NHL. But what I like what you said, though, as far as the trends, there's a difference between a handful of good trends that are that you can actually tangibly take away and literally almost every single trend being on one side. Yeah, dude. As you mentioned, that's typically a, at least some type of red flag that you need to uh, check out what the deal is there. So keep it rocking and rolling, dude. I think I'm with you on this one as well. 150%. All right. Well, we will keep it steaming on down the track. I'll write myself a note real quick. All right. Uh, only two. So the second play of the day, we're calling it the NHL Liquidator. That's right. We're liquidating every book on the damn market. We're bringing it back here today. Why did I wear the jersey? Because we're not taking a side, but we are going to the matchup between the Chicago Blackhawks and the Anaheim Ducks, and I'm going to the total. I'm taking the under- once again, six total goals. Uh, this one is actually my spot. This uh, isn't a total fate of the public and experts and everything like that. Uh, this has just been the spot that's been really profitable for me. Um, the uh, total did open up at five and a half here between these two teams. It did catch the hook. Obviously, move up to six now, and most books are offering the over with the juice, minus 115. I've talked about that a lot of times on this show uh, already with these NHL plays that uh, they will offer the under uh, uh, at a uh, less price, like a minus 105, maybe not give it the plus money odds at plus 105 or plus 100, but they'll offer it definitely at the underdog money, and uh, that'll kind of draw people into the over and say, oh my gosh, we have to pay a premium on the over. We have to get involved in this, and I just can't even stress to you how much that is completely incorrect, and people are going to be paying that premium when this total is going way, 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 way under. I think you can fade the public with confidence here today um, because the over is getting 72% of bets and 95% of money. It is a big, big public side and uh, whoop-de-doo, it moved up the hook just to try and confirm all of their biases and get more money thrown at it all day long. Because I think potentially Chicago Blackhawks might win this game outright and they might get killed on that. Either way, uh, I think they get killed on this over and we have a solid play on the under. Uh, there's two things that I wanted to mention. Three things, rather, before I dish out a couple of trends and we get on and get up out of here for my best bets of the day. Uh, last two times uh, between these two teams that we've seen movement from five and a half to six, very similar. It's happened before, uh, and it was really intriguing to me. Last two times it happened, uh, they finished at seven goals and eight goals. So now the books are going to do it again, and it's just going to finish right at the same number. I'm just not buying it. It just does not seem right to me whatsoever. And also, I'm banking on John Q. Public, speaking of him, uh, 
that uh, he's going to be looking at the last matchup between these two teams, and it was actually in the month of March. It was on March 8th, and Chicago won 8-3. to So I think everybody and their dogs are going to be looking at that matchup saying, oh my gosh, 11? That one was set at the same total, and it flew way over, yet they're only going to set this one at 6. I would expect it to be 7.5, maybe 8, if they're going to do something like that. So I'm not buying it. I think this line is inflated, as inflated as 6 can be. And then last but not least, uh, before the key trends, is the rest advantage, my friends. Uh, Chicago's playing on two days rest uh, today, and on the season, on two days rest, they are 6-3 and three to the under. Anaheim's playing on one day's rest today, and on the season, they are 18-16 and 16 to the under in that spot. So I love the rest, uh, rest spots here for sure, especially with Chicago playing on the road, getting a little extra rest. Uh, I think that defense will step up for both of these teams, and that's what we see this team, uh, this game kind of shaking out as. But if you don't believe me, for the final Final time today. Believe the trends. The under seven three and one in Chicago's last eleven versus the Western Conference. Five and two uh, in their last seven versus the Pacific Division, and five and two in their last seven after allowing five plus goals in their previous game. They did allow six in a loss to Winnipeg uh, back on the twentieth, so just on Sunday. Uh, and then the under nine four and one in uh, Anaheim's last fourteen after their opponent allows five or more goals in their previous game. And the under is eight and four in Anaheim's last twelve. Wednesday games. Give me all the under six goals in Chicago Blackhawks against the Anaheim Ducks. I I like it, my man. Once again, I don't know shit about anything, but you know what we were talking about earlier in the show. If it's this easy, why isn't this at least six and a half, man? That's I, that's the one. That, that's really the biggest thing. That it's like, ah, wouldn't this at the bare minimum be six and a half? And the answer is no. It's going to be sitting right there at six. So I, I think I'm definitely with you on this one. Obviously, we may or may not have uh, another hmm. thing to say about this one in a second. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm all over this one with you as well. You don't say. All right. Well, there you go. My two best bets of the day, my friends. It's funny you mentioned something about that because we might as well just uh, keep this old proverbial podcast Sunday building with uh, another layer of toppings. What the hell do you know? Third segment of the day, special play of the day. That's right, my friends. It is the double special play, the Wednesday Warrior and the Wednesday Parlay Pop-Off. It's time to get wild. It's time to get weird. Let's kick things off with the Wednesday Warrior. First things first. Got the Buffalo Sabres plus one and a half as the Wednesday Warrior today. They've been an absolute warrior as of late. Last five games, they are 4-1 and one to the puck line. 19-13 and 13, uh, to the puck line on their home ice so far. This one is going to be played in Buffalo. Uh, playing the Pittsburgh Penguins. Obviously, everybody's going to look at Pittsburgh as the heavy favorite. Uh, a minus 230, minus 240 favorite, I think they are at this point in time. And be running to the window to back them when I think that is uh, kind of a, uh, a bad mistake. There is a lot of money coming in actually on the Buffalo Sabres on the money line. So I think there is some value there. But I also think this is a spot where we would have typically backed Buffalo on the money line. Instead, we look to the plus one and a half, see it at minus 140. We back the plus one and a half. We're in the third period, tied three to three. We go to overtime and the Sabres lose four to three and we cash this damn ticket. That's my synopsis. That's what I think. I have no idea. Partner, you got anything else to add on the Wednesday Warriors special play? You know what I was just saying, dude. I don't know shit about fuck as far as the NHL, but I do love this spot to the moon and back, dude. The last few months, this whole season, it's been profitable for us. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think we got another case where we might go to overtime again uh, for sure in this. Uh, the Penguins might take this one in, uh, in overtime, but we get this one to the window for the old warrior, dude. Show sure enough, second special play up on tap of the day. We call it the parlay pop-off. 
we add in the Wednesday Warriors special play, the Buffalo Sabres, plus one and a half. We take one of Mag's plays. We're taking his Orlando Magic first half spread minus a half for the second leg. And for the third leg, we're taking one of my legs. We're taking the Chicago Blackhawks against the Anaheim Ducks under six total goals. You parlay those three bad boys up, you're getting an over five to one odds payout for three damn legs. Are you kidding me? Lock it in right now. Play it for half a unit or whatever you can afford. Do not bankrupt yourself on special plays. But boy, oh boy, do I got a feeling this bad boy's going straight to the damn pay window. Partner, what else you got to say in regards to uh, the two special plays of the day? Make sure I don't hammer my phone screen, but uh, there she goes. Aha. Uh-huh. little hammer action, dude. That's what I got to say. Chop feels. All right, my man. Well, there you go. There you have it. Our mag says hammer him home. Both hammer him home, dude. Little hammer action. Get yourself a little mini gold hammer and hammer him hammer home. Show enough. Well, without further ado, my friends, with that being the case... With them being ready to be hammered home, with everything being ready to be teed up and recapped, it's time to rip out your sports books, pull out your pens and your pencils and your paper, or whatever mode means or method you utilize to take stock for the TTL Crew's best bets of the day, because right here, right now, it's time to recap all of my best bets and the legendary RMAG's best bets of the day for this beautiful Wednesday of bets, March the 23rd, 2022. Please, so kindly, turn your attention to the top left portion of your screen where you will see our Mags picks. Both of them coming from the NBA Hardwood. He's kicking things off with the Minnesota Timberwolves plus one and a half and then going to the first half of the Magic and Oklahoma City Thunder game. He's taking the Orlando Magic on the first half spread minus a half. Opposite side of the screen, right top portion of the screen. You see my two picks. Am I a hockey capper? I have no idea. We're about to find out real quick, fast, and in a hurry. I'm taking the New Jersey Devils against the Toronto Maple Leafs under six and a half total goals. Perfectly fine with seven as well. And then the Chicago Blackhawks. Shout out the hometown boys against the Anaheim Ducks, and we're taking the under again. Six total goals in that matchup. Between us, you see the Wednesday Warriors special play. Another NHL team, but boy, oh boy, are they covering puck lines left, right, and center. Hence the Warrior term. My friends, lock in the Buffalo Sabres plus one and a half, and then right below that, little extra juice. Everybody needs a plus money, Paulie, in their life. Lock in the Buffalo Sabres plus one and a half. Mags pick the Orlando Magic first half spread minus a half, and then my pick, the Chicago Blackhawks versus Anaheim Ducks under six total goals for an overall odds payout the last time I checked of plus 504 odds. I see five straight plays, one special play on their way directly to the cage, to the pay window, right on your bookmaker's desk to bankrupt every single one of them. But before they can, we need you to Lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down, whatever you need to say. Just make sure you get today's TTL Crew Best Bets of the Day that are clearly primed for ticket cashing in whatever the current best line is on, on you. Favorite sports book. Oh, baby. Whew. Okay. Hot dog. That looks nice and shiny there, eh? Live from Scotiabank, dude. Scotiabank Arena. Faya, 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 faya. Okay. Uh, anything else? Tonight? Uh, no. Hopefully it's as nice far as and chilly. 
offense, you know? Yeah, I don't offense think so. It's going to be no. Uh, no. probably no, not a whole no. lot of offense whatsoever if I'm, no. uh, no, I'm no. going to say so myself. No, no, no. Um, not even like question it. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty fucking sold on it. Um, so all that being said, my friends, partner, anything else you got uh, in regards to the best bets of the day? No, sir. I don't believe so. Uh, lines, uh, outside of our best bets on the move, but, uh, nothing crazy as far as ours are concerned. It doesn't appear so. Okay. Well then in that case, it's time to get into the next segment of the day. The money line dice roll of the day. You see the remaining text up there on the screen. BRK slash MEM. That would be the Brooklyn Nets against the Memphis Grizzlies. And as I bring us back in the picture here, uh, we have no idea what's going on with this matchup. So, partner, as always, could you be so kind as to oblige us uh, on the details of this here matchup? Alrighty, most definitely. This one, as he said, we don't know what the hell's going on with this one. This one is all over the damn map. Uh, we've got the Brooklyn Nets heading to Memphis for this one. The Grizzlies opened up, I believe, as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. No John Morant quickly flipped to uh, right about plus four, three-and-a-half-four, and now is quickly going back down uh, closer to a pick I'm sitting at plus one-and-a-half now. It was at plus two-and-a-half, uh, then plus two for a minute, now down to plus one-and-a-half, down to one at uh, at Caesar Sportsbook. So, you know, this one is a uh, giant mess, if you ask me. You've got Kyrie in the lineup for the Brooklyn Nets on the road here. 90% of bets, 66% of money coming in on the Nets. This one is on prime time. This one is going to be on ESPN tonight. So um, from a gambling perspective, you might think that this is a trap spot here for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Grizzlies 14-2 and two straight up this season without John Morant. So uh, I don't know because uh, the old Nets have been uh, cooking along on the road. Kyrie's dropped 50-60 in, in three of his last four games or, so, or two out of his last four games or something along those lines, man. So uh, I've got no clue here. As I mentioned, the Grizzlies are plus one and a half on the spread, plus 102 still on the money line. You can catch them at plus money on the money line. That's uh, It makes it even more interesting if you do ask me. Uh, and where the Nets are at minus 120 over there. The total is all the way up very high at 237.5. Uh, let me get those splits for us real quick, and then I'll be all done. My friend, a lot of people on the Brooklyn Nets uh, don't see any money splits. 61% of bets on the over. And as I said, I don't see any money splits, so not sure what to think there. 98% of money on the money line, though. 98% uh, of the money on the money line for the Brooklyn Nets. So this one's all over the map, dude. I'm glad we're letting the dice decide because this one's been hurting my head for the last 12 hours when I started looking at it last night, dude. Yeah, 150%. Again, I've uh, been staying away from the NBA with just about everything I have. So uh, one more time, Brooklyn is uh, the minus two favorite still, right? Uh, minus one and a half, minus 120 on the money line. Okay, minus one and a half. Is that just kind of market consensus, or is there any other spots that it's hitting minus two? Uh, Notes on the uh, going the opposite way. Caesar's got it down to one. Okay, awesome. All right, and then 237 and a half, so it is, uh, it is gaining the hook. So it was at 237 pre-show, okay. so a little bit interested to see there what, uh, what the old books are thinking. But for now, my friends, first roll of the day. Home team or away team? Are we going to the home team, Memphis Grizzlies, without Ja Morant? Are the dice feeling that risky? Or are they going to the away team, Brooklyn Nets, who got Kyrie, who got KD, who are ready to rock and roll? I have no clue. Mags hasn't an idea, but I promise you, we all find out in three, in two, in one. Home team! Home team Grizz, okay. Home team. Grind City. Home team. Second roll, ATS or money line. Will the die be getting a point and a half, or will they be saying, nah, nah, the points are Fugazi, the Grizzlies are going to win it outright. Let's get a little plus money poly action going. 
I have no idea. Mags hasn't the faintest clue, but I promise you, we all find out in three, in two, in one. Money line. Plus 102, okay. Unofficially, okay. Memphis Grizzlies on the money line. Wild card roll of the day. Will the die be doubling down? Will they be going to the total to give us two tickets to get straight to the pay window? Or are they going to pull a little nonsense and need a little re-rake, re-shake, and roll? I have no idea. Couldn't tell you if I tried or if I wanted to. Mags, probably just about the same. But I'll tell you one damn thing is for certain. That this cubicle object that be a six-sided, all-knowing cubicle object will soon tell us in three, in two, in one. Home ATS. Okay. Doubling down on the money line? Question mark. Yeah, because it's just a pick em, So fuck it's it. Plus one and a half. Okay. Plus one of two. All right. I'm not even going to save my opinion. My opinion was bullshit yesterday on the, on the dice roll. So I don't know. The dice have spoken! If you want a guaranteed take one ticket to the pay window tonight, not two, not five, not ten, but one ticket straight to the damn pay window. No questions, no qualms, no quarries. Not for me, not for Mags, not for any living, breathing, heart-beating human being on this planet, but for the all-knowing, ever-living, inanimate, cubicle objects to be known as the Moneyline Dice. Hammer in right here, right now. The Memphis Grizzlies on the money line in their matchup with the Brooklyn Nets tonight. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if if even more people are all, over, all are all over Brooklyn by the time this one kicks off, tips off, it's on ESPN, dude. Uh, I don't know how you Ooh, can fade the Dice in this geez. one. Primetime game and uh, on ESPN. And you got KD oh, Kyrie, like you said, no jaw. I mean, uh, otherwise this shit's. What drunk, could go wrong? Know? What could go wrong? <laughs> right. Fe- feels a lot like the uh, feels a lot like the fucking Miami Heat, if I do say so myself. Fully healthy team against a little bit banged up of a team, and then it just fucking full melt mode. I don't know. Right. Feels a little weird. If I'm if I'm leaning anywhere right now, first uh, gut reaction, I'm leaning with the dice. I'm taking Memphis on the money line. I like Same. it. But a Same. reminder, they are two and one on the week now through Monday and Tuesday. So a little something for you to think about there. Maybe they stay hot. Cash us a plus money. Polly here if you get in early on Wednesday. There you go, my friends. Officially, the Moneyline Dice Roll of the day. You want your own sets? You want uh, any of the awesome merch, tracking book, the hat that's always uh, seemingly every day on top of my dome piece except today. Uh, outside of that, you see it scrolling right below me. MoneylineDice.com. Head on over to it in your uh, favorite browser or if you watch, I don't know where you don't, 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 don't get out of YouTube. Don't leave YouTube. Just, just wherever. If you got an extra browser, hey, pop it in there, MoneylineDice.com. If not, head over there later. Uh, put it, whatever you want in your cart. Uh, of course, we got an offer code for you guys. TTL10 at checkout. TTL10 at checkout is going to get you 10% off your first order. MoneylineDice.com. Uh, we have had a relationship with these guys long before uh, we even started rolling the dog on dice live on the show. So join the family, join the crew, join the Moneyline Dice, and start getting tickets to the pay window courtesy of the old cubicle all-knowing objects. The Moneyline Dice. That was dope.
Shout out. <laughs> that was dope. Shout out. Okay. Shout out the there we go. There we have it. Moneyline dice roll of the day. Well, you know what that means. What that usually does segues us into the lot of nonsense, the boatload of ridiculousness, the train full of insanity. What am I talking about? Something maybe a lot of you just found out about yesterday because we've been putting out clips now. Second half of the show. Partner, what's been burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul that you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 248 of the Talking the Line podcast on this absolutely beautiful March the 23rd, 2022. All right, dude, I'm, uh, I'm going to take us all over the map here. Start off with a little nonsense, kind of. Honestly, an interesting conversation that I just saw yesterday, but I think it's been going around uh, for a handful of days now, as far as a interesting hypothetical, okay? I don't Whoa. know, Chris, it, let me know if you've heard this uh, this past week or so. Joey Chestnut and Usain Bolt, 100-meter dash, 100-meter run, okay? So, obviously, as far as that is concerned, Usain Bolt is the fastest man alive. But What does that fuck have to do with the price of chestnuts? 100-meter dash, before they can run the 100-meter dash, Joey Chestnut, hot dog champ, both of them have to finish a hot dog before they start running. You say Bolt still cooks him. He still cooks him, bro. I don't give a fuck. He can take his sweet-ass time eating that hot dog, and he's still cooking his ass. Chestnut, bro, che- what does Chestnut run? A fucking 15-2-40? And you're, you're, you're going back and forth left and right over there saying, get one, get one for the little take. guy. Get one for the little guy. Dude, I don't think it matters how long it's going to take. He fucking ate fucking 50 chicken nuggets before he broke the fucking world record. It don't matter about the food. He can fucking take his fucking time. Come on. Ah. Mm. Well, so what'd you say? 15 seconds Bro. for Joey Chestnut? No, no, no. Joey Chestnut, it's gone. It's done. That's fine. I know. And then the, Joey and then Chestnut, the Joey Chestnut can get halfway around the 100 meter dash, and Usain Bolt will still cook his ass. Period. 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 You, I disagree. I think you're underestimating how fucking slow Joey Chestnut is compared to you. Dude's an athlete, Bolt. dude. Dude's a physical specimen. I think you're underestimating how long I've it would take Usain Bolt to eat a fucking hot dog I've before he has to run. No, you have to no, all no, no. the way down a the physical gullet. fucking specimen. Have you seen the? Come stop. Come on, come on. He ain't running no hundred meter dashes. He's finishing a hot dog in good, five but seconds. that doesn't matter. That's just that's. I just, think it's, it's gonna take one twenty seconds. Dog. I think it takes 20 seconds for Usain Bolt to finish one hot dog. And I think I, regardless, I think fucking Joey Chestnut still gets cooked. I think he still gets cooked. I don't I don't think it takes him 20 seconds. Like, he's not just going to sit there and kick his feet up. I think he could kick his feet up and eat the hot dog and still burn his ass. But it's not going to take him that fucking long. Like, if he's going to do the same fucking thing, he's going to dunk it in water, he's going to throw it down his fucking hatch, and he's going to take the fuck off. And regardless of however much of a lead old Chestnut has with his fucking gullet-guzzling abilities, his glizzy-guzzling abilities, if you will, it don't matter what he's going to do. It All that matters is what's going to gonna happen as soon as Usain gets that glizzy down his gullet is he's going to take the fuck off, and you're going to see the fastest man alive absolutely burn a man who has no business being on a track. That's my opinion. Okay. I, I think it's uh, my main stance is that I don't think it's going to be that quick for you saying to finish the hot dog. That's my main stance. Uh, as obviously he's fucking ridiculously fast, he can run the damn thing in ten seconds. Um, but uh, 
So that's that's what I'm saying, man. So like, if it takes Joey Chestnut 20 seconds to get halfway, and Usain can run run the whole fucking thing in 10 seconds, it's taking Joey Chestnut 40 seconds to run the whole bitch, and he does it in fucking 10. It's simple fucking math. It doesn't matter if it takes him 20 seconds. How fast he would run? No, there's no way. There's no way. He's not. He's not like a fatty. He's not, he's not fast, like a fatty. But he's not like fucking skinny. He's not fucking Usain Bolt. He's not 150 pounds. He's north of two bills. I guarantee it. North of 250. Dude's cut. Period. Dude's cut. Oh, he stop it. Stop <laughs> it. No. It's no. I'm a, I'm I'm staunch on this one. I'm not I'm not I'm not moving off the opinion on this one. I, no, I don't think I'm on it. I think you would struggle to get the old the old hot dog down, dude. This is small. I mean, small I'm dude. not I'm not saying he wouldn't, but I'm also saying that I just I just I don't know. I just think the timing would. I don't know. It would, Seems like a guy that would have a goofy running a chestnut. Seems like he would have a goofy like running. <laughs> I think he runs like uh, a pregnant billy goat. Is what he would look like. Fuck and it. then the next thing you know, he's flying down the track, <laughs> and you're in his way, and he, he's kicking your ass, dude. I don't know. I don't Bro, know. I haven't ran around a track in north <laughs> of ten run, years, and I would. It's not running around the full thing though. It's it. That's just. The I know straight, it's a hundred straight. straight. I get leg. it. Yeah. I get it. I haven't ran straight down a track in north of ten years, and I would burn Joey Chestnut like. There is no way he is fast. There is no way he's fast. There's no way he's fast. No way. No way. Five seconds, though, for the hot dog. That's all I think it takes, and then I think it takes him. Oh, fuck. It might even take less than that. I think two and a half seconds. Yeah. I don't know, but I I don't know. I just, like... Now we just need we need you saying to do a video. Looks so short when they do it in ten seconds, yeah, like that's fair. Forty-five seconds is a good time for a normal humming bean. A minute is a good time for a normal fucking humming bean. Like if you think about four fucking laps as a mile, and like a good normal humming fucking bean is doing a ten-minute mile, like a good human being. Like I used to knock down a seven-minute mile in high school. I couldn't do that if I fucking tried. And like that's just that's that's a whole thing. We'll just talk about one thing. That's about a minute. That's about a fucking minute. 45 seconds. And you're telling me fucking you saying can't do half an hour? That's just my rationale. That is my rationale. I'm just like, that's what that was the whole math in my head. Like how I used to run a mile. What would somebody run a mile now? Okay, somebody who trains. Yeah, Joey Chestnut is definitely not running around fucking laps. He's definitely not fucking just doing sprints at any point in time. Who knows? Maybe he's never really trained putting shit on his tummy and then running. Maybe that just projectile fucking chunks go everywhere instantaneously <laughs> and he falls over on the track. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of rabbit holes you can go here. I just love this type of conversation, though. That's why I brought it up for 100%. sure. It, it, it's I, so, I wish... totally theoretical. Yeah. Totally theoretical. It, now we just happened. need a we need you saying to post a video and like how fast could you how fast could you actually eat a hot dog? That's well, what I need to know. Because the reason why I also don't think man. it would be that crazy because like he would fucking he would literally sit like ten minutes before his fucking. Um, his trials when he broke the record and like when it uh-huh. was in Japan because like the food was so bad there and the water and everything like all he could eat was McDonald's because he knew it wouldn't mess up his stomach. Sure. He would crush like a 50 pack of nuggets and then go run like instantaneously because like how skinny he is and how high his metabolism yeah. is and, and how fast he just burns that fucking shit off. Like he would just crush it and go like that's why I just don't think a fucking glizzy is going to be shit to him, dude. He just <laughs> and fucking gone. Ah, that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's Glizzy, it. Glizzy. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know, bro. I've tried. 
I don't know. Maybe I'm also underestimating so, hot dogs. I it's been a while since I've tried to, to take down a hot dog challenge. The last time I did, it was fucked. So yeah. Uh. So then let me turn it on, on a little bit differently. How many hot dogs? Like if we're talking ten hot dogs, and oh, Joey's yeah. gonna fucking smash ten hot dogs, and who knows if Usain can fucking smash ten yeah, hot dogs? Yeah, who knows if he can even get through the ten? So, wait, like, yeah, so I guess sure. what's my what's your number? Where where five? Five. I think one's too easy. I think one's too easy because it still gives it's just enough time. Like I think it's just enough time. Have you to ever eaten like, more than one hot dog or two hot dogs? Like I feel like three for sure. Give me Joey Chestnut, no doubt, dude. Give me three. Yeah, I would almost kind of lean to two. Yeah, two, three. Two, That's three. what I'm saying, dude. You set it at two yeah. and a half. And you think about fucking, it, and then you start the doing it. It's like you're doing through one and your half, and you're just like, yeah. oh, get me out of this. Get yeah, me the you fuck know what? Put it, put it at two and a half and stick the over at minus one twelve. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty, pretty fucking confident about that actually. Like, because I did two. The the last hot dog challenge I did was two foot long pound dogs, oh, pound gosh. Vienna dogs, and like. Them boys were big, and I didn't fucking, I didn't even do the fucking buns with them, too. So it's just like, holy bejeepers. And then I start to think about, bro, like when we tried to do the donut challenge on I this know. fucking show. I like, think I that's t- worse. Granted, we were trying to talk and all that bullshit and whatever, <laughs> and like not just drink. And like when I was I drinking just... milk, like it would dissolve and it was nice. Right. Like I could probably, oh, I could have got through it pretty fucking it, easy. But yeah, that was a bitch. That was a bitch and a half. Oh, man. Ah. Eating hot dogs and. And running 100 meters, oh boy, that's enough for me to want to yak. But hey, what what an interesting hey. conversation, though. I want to find some more of those types of conversations. I heard it, and I was like, wow. I, I, <laughs> and it's like, I feel like so far everyone I've heard has like kind of how we were. Someone's staunch on Usain. The other one's like, I don't know, man. I think you're underestimating how fast Usain would smash a hot dog. So I'm going to try, try and find some more of these conversations, dude, because I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. But Yeah, I'm too. Not a ton of nonsense. I'm uh, interested to dive into some uh, random sports uh, rabbit holes if you're willing and able, my friend. Um, Always. Tomorrow uh, tomorrow evening kicks off the old Sweet 16. Uh, I'm sure we'll have some picks as far as tomorrow is concerned, so that's not quite where I'm going. Wondering if you've got any thoughts as far as, uh, not saying you're trying to lock in any futures, but gun to your head as far as, I don't know if there's any value you think on any of these Final Four teams. Uh, down at the bottom of the pack. Why do you always teams. do this to me? You know I don't fucking play futures. Why and, does everybody uh, always do this at the end of shows to me? Want me to talk about futures and I don't. You don't fucking, have to talk about the I value don't play of futures. futures at all. I know. <laughs> I guess it's. I'm just curious. I like having the conversation because I haven't been sure. diving into futures. It's more so yeah, just maybe. like who do you think can make a fucking run? Like, a if you think St. Peter's, that's uh, th- uh thirty to one or three hundred to one. Excuse me. Um, or no, excuse me, thirty to one plus three thousand. Um, St. Peter's, Arkansas, ten to one plus ten thousand or plus one thousand. Excuse me, I'm all over the place here. Obviously, got to get through Gonzaga. I get well. First, first question: Do you think, as far as Arkansas is concerned, do you think they have any shot at getting through Gonzaga? Not the way fucking Note's been playing. Note right. needs to show up on a whole nother level, dude. I don't yeah. know. He's looked a little, look a little lackluster yeah. here in, in the tournament. And, and I hate to say that about the kid because I fucking love huh? him, but he looked a little lackluster and. I don't know. The must bus having to, to squeak it out a couple of times when it shouldn't really been squeaked out a couple of times. Ah, I don't know. Gonzaga's been throttling teams, but yeah. if that if Arkansas defense shows up, then woo pig. But because mm. I don't think you can compare it to Memphis because I because Memphis no. was playing like a top ten team. You know what I mean? So, but the way you kind of started that, I, I'm with you 100. I think Gonzaga wins, but. The, yeah. uh, whenever we've seen J.D. Note in Arkansas kind of scuffle a little bit, even if it's like tight wins like that, then they, you know, they take a couple days off yeah. and then they come back and J.D.'s putting up 30, hitting, hitting step back threes over saying. people's That's eyes, dude. I, 
So essentially, I asked that because if you think they can knock off Gonzaga, then you know the plus one thousand here as far as uh, making it to the Final Four, because then I think they uh, yeah they get a decent matchup after that. Uh, Michigan eight fifty. I think they got to get through Villanova, and then they'd play the winner of Arizona Houston. Bro, it's really intriguing because the line, and I'm sure we'll have plays on this shit tomorrow. Obviously, yeah. we're gonna have plays on this shit tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Um, with how we both been betting. Um, with it being at five, dude, it's really intriguing. Really, really intriguing. Villanova, Michigan? Yeah, Villanova, yeah. Michigan. Like, I would have anticipated maybe a seven and a half or an eight. Like, because I think the general consensus is that Villanova's going to throttle them. Like, I haven't looked at any bets, any money. I don't even really want to yet. I want to wait a little sure. while still. But I, I do, if you're going to pull anything up, go right ahead. But I, right. I just fucking, like... I don't know. That just seems like that's a that's a Villanova trap, and that just feels like Michigan might win that damn game outright, man. Like, that just, I don't know. Right under the key number six, that just does not, and I know fives have not been profitable all year long, but in the damn tournament, they have been, and this spot has not been as sneaky as it typically would be. So, I don't know if Michigan has any value at the 850, but do I think they could sneakily knock off Villanova, give everything they have, and then get smacked in the teeth in the Elite Eight? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think you're just better off taking their spread, if anything, on each of these games, or maybe especially this game, Fuck like you, you kind of said. Involved in the money line, plus one eighty eight. Sure. A little sure. sprinkle. Pizza. Because I think I agree, man. I I think they could. I think they could beat any of these three teams. But kind of how you finished it, as far I'm as fucking, it's going I'm to fucking, be I, a I, I'm war. Over here, trying to have a fucking conversation. I got my fucking phone plugged in over here. I'm trying to keep looking. <laughs> like, hey, come on, Colt. Unplug the fucking phone. I got plenty uh, of battery. But yeah, I I I don't think they can. I think if you. Play any of these three teams on any given day. I think they could have a good chance, but kind of like you said, if it's probably going to be a war with Villanova, even if they do get through, and then probably get smacked in the mouth two days later by either of these other teams. Um, so I guess I'll skip up to there. Arizona-Houston, plus 150 for Arizona to make the Final Four, plus 200 for uh, Houston to make the Final Four. Maybe a wait and see because that's kind of a kind of a I don't know if that's a toss up necessarily and I don't know what your thoughts are on that one but uh, I don't know I think uh, I think you winter... take I think you take Houston plus the one and a half I I think that's uh, Houston's been rolling yeah I yeah. I don't know I've had a really good eye for Houston here in the tournament yeah. and what they were gonna do and. I think with everybody being on Arizona uh, to win the tournament, if Arizona's going to get knocked off, this is the game. Um, yep. and, and I think and, and Houston could very well get to the Elite Eight and get knocked off as well. Um, who knows? This It might take them everything in their damn willpower to win this game by one point, and then they might be that team that's coming in on their hind legs. I think that's what happens. I've just I've had a really good eye for, uh, for Houston this tournament, and, man, I, I just – I think this is a spot that they take care of business. I would take the one and a half just in case any bullshit, but I think they win it outright. I think I'm with you, dude. Because like how you said that everyone's on, everyone loves Arizona to win the whole thing. Of course, they're going to yep. be in on Arizona at a short spread like this. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, I think staying away from that value on the final four and just going to the individual games is probably the move on that one. Uh, so any of the, either of these couple. Two or three Whoa. teams here. Hey, sorry. Sorry, What's sorry I boo-booed you at the beginning of the show, bro. There's two fucking potential trades in place for Tyreek Hill. I was totally saying that's just like some clickbait, what the fuck ever. Like, hey, I'm not really buying into that. Damn. Sorry, I boo-booed you, dude. I'm mad enough to admit that shit. There's two fucking just, trades. I, wow. I don't. I don't hate on you for. I'm usually the guy that calls wow. bullshit in March yeah, as far is, as this. That type is fucking <laughs> true. We're usually flip flopped on that. That's funny. That's fucking funny. And it's just like Jets and Dolphins. It's that's like. You haven't seen those type those teams in any type of like significant moves like that in a minute. But also like, like, hmm, Jets or Dolphins? Well, what do I want to do? 
Yeah. Well, uh, which one was dog. it? One of these like. <laughs> ha- one of these teams has uh, some like really solid first round capital. I think it's the I think it's, it's the Dolphins. Be Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah. With them, with I feel like with the Jets getting Wilson and all that shit recently, like they probably wouldn't have much first round capital. I think that's right. I I was reading it a second ago. I I already forgot. But either way, man, if the yeah, if you can get, I mean, the Packers were fine with the first and a second round for Devontae, man. And if you can get higher than that, uh, and they're willing to to kind of cut that uh, cut that pay cut, like you were saying, because that I mean, it does make sense, man. Like I was saying the other day, I hate to see Devontae go, but uh, I hate paying receivers more than twenty million, whether it's my own Love team to or watch anyone else. Leave. <laughs> yeah, in that situation, that's wild, though, dude. That's wild. Though. Yeah. Yeah, it's real wild. Uh, we'll see what shakes out there. We'll keep you updated. Obviously, uh, follow at Talking the Line. You see it right, uh, right down. Fuck, I'm lost. I'm lost. I'm lost. I'm lost in this. Fuck, I'm lost in the screen, right. Max. <laughs> it's right down there. There you go. I'm usually using that finger. It's right down there. Talking the Line pod at Talking the Line. Uh, you can see all of it. So we'll keep you updated there. Um, well, shit. Now you kind of got me on this track, dude. Let's uh, let's keep it moving. Some college basketball. Yeah. Um, so, well, I guess, I don't know if you're gonna make a play on it tomorrow. Providence is plus 650 to make the, uh, final four. They've got a, Oh, hold uh, on, wait a minute. Because there's, there's, uh, Providence isn't tomorrow. There's fucking, uh, one more game before tomorrow. Texas Tech. Okay, I, Duke, sorry, I was Texas just going Tech backwards Duke. down the oh, final for four sure. line. For sure, for sure. But either way, uh, what's, uh, yeah, we got Texas Tech Duke. Texas Tech to make the final four is plus, both these teams are plus 400, actually. I believe the winner of that would get likely Gonzaga. Give me Texas so, yeah. Tech minus one tomorrow. You're going to see it as one of my best bets of the day. Yeah, fair enough. Probably. Pro- I'm not mad. Probably. Pro- Probably. Pro- yeah. Plausibly, actually. That's like a, <laughs> what, 90% chance Mythbusters bullshit. Plausible. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm probably laying that one for sure. And then I guess I'm just trying to think here. Plus 400 for Texas Tech to make the Final Four. Most likely getting through Gonzaga. I mean, maybe you just play the minus one tomorrow if you love them to get through gonzaga you probably just roll that over to the money line on gonzaga i would imagine it's probably the better move there for sure yeah most definitely um i I would say that's probably the best move i I like st peter's for sure um st peter's is is intriguing um they obviously have some crazy odds i don't know if they can pull off the upset against purdue i think they lack some of the size and physicality to be able to do that and and another thing is is they lack that no, they don't lack three-point shooting. They don't lack consistency from the floor. But I'll tell you what Purdue doesn't lack is the ability to shut down three-point jumpers and the ability to shut down consistency from the floor. So I'm a little worried about the old Peacocks. They might get ran off the motherfucking flow. Yeah. But um, I'm looking at the 12-and-a-half. I don't know. It's always with a little pizza and beer sprinkled with how these uh, these old Peacocks have been playing. But mm nah, mm-hmm. I know. I, I'm worried they become just a giant, stinky-ass public dog by Friday, dude. Because then you're, you're going to get through Thursday's games by that point. That's the first one on tap on Thursday, not till not till 6.09. Fade the public Friday. If it comes with a big, fat, stinky dog, man, I'll probably take – I might lay the wood with the, uh, with the old Boilermakers. But next one, uh, Providence plus 7.5 against Kansas. That one is getting a ton of – Providence getting a ton of money, man. My my piece on this one is that uh, however you want to view Kansas and Bill Self in the tournament in the grand scheme of not kind of falling short at the end, they have been absolutely fantastic under Bill Self in the Sweet 16, man. So I'm worried about the old Friars and Ed Cooley. Not saying that about the 7.5 necessarily, uh, but Kansas and Bill Self, they don't mess around in the Sweet 16, man, with this four days of rest or whatever it is here. 
Yeah, I agree with you, man. But on the same side of that, I'm not going to fade Ed Cooley living the American dream with the Friars right now. No way in hell. I don't care if it's the public side, if it is or if it isn't. I'm... I can't do it. Um, right. So I'll probably be looking for value again on the total. You'll probably see something from me in that regards on Friday, um, just kind of how everything's looking right now. Um, the, the last, there's two more games up on tap, teams yeah. we haven't mentioned yet um, UNC and UCLA, and then Iowa State and Miami. Um, Jeepers, creepers. That UNC, UCLA. That's a tough one, dude. I'm going to say UCLA plus the two and a half because, or no, I'm sorry, UNC plus the two and a half because my first hinkling was Mick Cronin, more consistent than a few good men on a rainy Sunday, CC John Rothstein, and, and I think that's what the general public's going to be thinking, and I think this line is just a little too short. The the the, 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 the Tar Heels have been ridiculous. They've been ridiculous all this entire postseason. They weren't worth a hot damn. All year long, they got to the big dance, and now all of a sudden they turned up. They're five-star players playing like five-star players, not like half-a-star players. I, I love it, man. I, I love the plus two and a half. You might see a play for me on that one as well. I I, I think I'm with you. I really do, man. Because, it's yeah, it's, it's do you trust UNC to continue what they've been doing? And I think the yeah. answer is yes, especially at this, excuse me, two and a half spread. As far as uh, the final four odds, UNC actually plus 370, UCLA down at plus 220, uh, plus 220, excuse me. Uh, winner of that one would most likely likely get Purdue. I think as far as I wouldn't go to the UCLA making the final four at plus 220 because I don't think they get through Purdue if they win that one. Hmm. Not saying UNC does, but at least at the plus 370, you're getting a nice chunk, of, a little bit chunk, a bigger chunk of value, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you on that one for sure, and yeah, uh, I, ooh, I, I, that's going to take me some thought to get involved with that one because I fucking hate fading Mick Cronin, but I, I really think UNC is the side at this point. So, there's, go ahead. That's saying that's similar to, I mean, they, they opened the spread pretty similar to UCLA and St. Mary's, and they oh, absolutely yeah. beat the shit out of St. Mary's, right? Yep. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm with so you. So, uh, yeah, I'll kind of have to see Friday morning and kind of deduct from there, like, what the hell's going on. And, and obviously, you can pay a little bit more attention to, like, what is line movement, what's not line movement, and what is monetary liability and what's not during this time? Because obviously this is when the most people get involved in college basketball. So it was bananas how some of them books were crawling with people out in Vegas. Shout out uh, Circa, the one we're behind right now. But, uh, yeah, uh, we'll see what the hell happens. We'll definitely have a play out of that game. And then, um, wow, possibly the game of – I don't know. All these are going to be games, but I think this Iowa State-Miami game has the most question marks of – why the hell are these two teams in the Sweet 16? And how in the hell are you going to deduct which one of them fucking wins? Because they were struggle bus city all year long. The Canes and the Clones were shit. You had a month and a half period where you did nothing but fade the Cyclones. And it was very, 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 very fucking profitable. And now we got to deduct between these. Matter of fact, I had a fucking month and a half process where I faded the Hurricanes on their home hardwood. They suck so fucking on their home hardwood, not on the road, on their home hardwood. So how do we make a decision here? So here's my I, I don't know, essentially, is the final answer, because uh, I'm really torn on this one, dude, because the styles are so different, man. Nah, I it's, know. I know. If, if you trust Iowa State's defense enough, um, Miami is the Big, big public side. If you're interested in any 
type of environment stuff. This one is in our city, Chicago here, dude. And mm. there is a lot of Iowa State alum fans, whatever a you want to call it, whether a it's lot. in the damn city or within the five hours or so around surrounding the city, whereas Miami, maybe they'll have some people coming up here. But it's going to be 80% uh, Iowa State crowd on this one, dude. So if you're fading the public... Plus the two and a half points with a nice home environment, atmosphere, if you will, to some degree, man. I don't know if Iowa State's the move or not. Their defense has been mm. fantastic, dude. What's uh, what's the over under? We can get some damn tickets for this game, huh? Uh, yeah, seriously. Uh, Probably slim to nothing. The under. I saw. I don't know because the other one, I think Kansas Providence is the other one. Those tickets are out of uh, out the wazoo, dude. This one maybe because of the Iowa State crowd. I bet they're probably still pretty stiff as they're well. Probably, but yeah, uh, stiff as shit. Anything at the UC is stiff as shit, bro. I know. Total is one thirty three though. Uh, that's not quite an Iowa. That's a little higher than uh, these Iowa State totals have been. Maybe uh, look Sea Geek. Maybe look on Sea Geek. Maybe Sea Geek has some shit. Who knows. Who knows? Who knows? Either way, that would be sick as shit to go see. <laughs> that but I uh, feel like now trying to find tickets for a Sweet 16 game on Friday on Wednesday is probably on a Friday. not <laughs> the fucking smartest idea. So probably won't be doing that. Either way, uh, hey, if anybody's got tickets they want to give out, here's you guys. Uh, okay, that's all the games for the Sweet 16. Um, probably clip that up. Everybody can check that shit out. What else you got, dude? I think you can uh, – I think you get – uh, the double tickets. I don't know if you can get them individually, but I think if you buy tickets, you also you just get both of the game because both the games are back to back on Friday night. Oh, so like, you just okay. can like hang out. Yeah, yeah what are they going to do? They're going to go, the, they, they gonna do? go through the whole stuff. fucking stadium and be yeah, like, yeah. oh, you have ticket A, not ticket B. Please get yeah. out. You all, oh, you, right. you get out too, dumbass. Right. Oh, they'll have a fuck. It'll be a civil war inside of the UC right. if some shit like that happens. Hiding around. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, bad. I guess that's not bad though. But is those like nosebleeds? For two games, though, that's it is nosebleeds. Bad. Yeah, it's nah. yeah, yeah, not terrible. The, like for the two upper, games upper, upper nosebleeds at the UC. That's that's when it starts to get like. But I, I mean, was in I was on the three hundred level the other day, but it was like a throw or ten throw or something like that. Fucking solid, felt real solid. I've sat in the last row, which is like ten rows behind that, and it's like, hello, what the hell's going on down there? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. For sure, for sure. All right, well, there you go. There you have it. Uh, March Madness live from the United Center, live from multiple other locations, but uh, we soon find out who makes it to New Orleans for the Elite Eight. That's right. Okay, uh, there you go. There you have it. Uh, all types of March Madness talk, everything in between. Uh, we covered some Usain Bolt and Joey Chestnut nonsense as well. Uh, partner pal, outside of that, what else you got? What's going on? I got no nonsense, dude. I, I don't know if you. I know you're staying out of the NIT, but did you have any uh, any leans as far as the two games tonight are concerned, or were you just uh, hot staying out of it, hot or hard pass? I'm thinking it's going to end up being a hard pass. Um, if I'm leaning anywhere, I am leaning to Texas A&M. I mean, I like Texas A&M in this spot, laying laying the three, laying the two and a half. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with the movement. Um, but I just don't know. It just doesn't seem like enough people are getting involved for me to really be able to deduct because I think a lot of the Sharps have been getting themselves smacked in the teeth too with uh, some of these NIT games, and I think they're choosing oh, excuse me, choosing to stay the hell out of it as well. So uh, I don't know. I think it's kind of like shooting fish in the barrel with these NIT games. I tried to find some value. I mean, I found some value in that over. Maybe the total has some value here. I I'm going to have to look a little bit deeper into that because there's no bets or money splits on it as of yet. And then Washington State, um, 
I would I would lean both the favorites again. I would yeah. lean both the favorites again, and I got smacked in the mouth for doing that yesterday. So I don't know. I don't know. That's I what I, I'm going to be away. probably staying out unless something really smacks me in the mouth. But especially when they're at pretty similar lines, not quite, quite the exact same situations as yesterday. Not Shit, quite, they dropped them down pretty. to two and a half. So it's almost the exact situation. <laughs> almost the exact Yesterday's same, right? opened at three and a half and yeah. dropped down to two and a half by game time. Both fucking games. And yeah. today's just opened at fucking th- one of them opened at three and a half. Washington State and BYU. Now it's already down to two and a half. Not going to wait yeah. till game time. And uh, Wake Forest, Texas A&M is two and a half. So same, right. same deal. Same Very deal. similar, yeah. Same deal. <laughs> so so if it's going like that, I'm with you, dude. I think it's the favorites, but meh, who knows? I don't mm. know. So I'm not overly confident about it. Not overly confident nope. about it at all. Okay. Uh well shit. Then I don't have uh I don't have anything else all too major. There hasn't been I, I guess one of the biggest breaking news of, of uh the NFL is we didn't really talk about is Matty Ice going to the Indianapolis ah. Colts. Matt Ryan, uh, no longer an Atlanta Falcon. Marcus Mariota taking over as the Atlanta Falcons quarterback. New regime, all Arthur Smith, all of his guys bring in the new man. Uh, new man of the hour, Marcus Mariota. Hey, well, I'm excited to see what old Mariota does in that uh, that maroon. I guess it's crimson. Yeah, crimson and black. Either crimson way. Black, yeah. Either way, um, looking forward to that. Also... Don't know, like, okay, here's my humble opinion. The Colts literally had to look at Carson and think he was such a liability to himself and the team that they brought in a dude that's got fucking 10 years on him. Like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Right. It doesn't make any, and like, I hold Chris Ballard as like one of the smartest GMs in the league. Like, the way he operates, the way he moves, the way he looks long-term, like, Chris Ballard is a fucking G. I did not understand this move whatsoever. On top of everybody else you had available, and you go after Matty Ice. I know fucking Baker Mayfield has had his issues. He's had the shoulder problems whatsoever, but Matty Ice? I don't know. Call me crazy. I'm not calling you crazy. I, uh, as far as yeah, I mean, as far as if you think there was someone else, I, I like the move. As far as nah, I shouldn't even say I like it. I as far as going from Carson to Matt Ryan, I think it uh, takes away. The the oh shit factor of Carson Wentz as far as losing you games because I think that was a lot of the issue this year because he played well certain spots and they I think they what finished nine and eight if I'm not wrong a lot of those games are because uh, Carson Wentz pulled the oh shit handle like you said uh, without having anyone that, with any oh shit <laughs> type of value as in his weaponry you know what I mean so I think I think Matt Ryan still got some of the tank because I, I we were kind of talking yesterday I think he that so bad last year. I mean, I, I get it, and maybe he that's maybe who he is, and maybe he's washed up. I, I personally think he was just game. in just the worst possible situation in the last two, three years to where he didn't have protection, especially you lose Julio, and then you lose Calvin Ridley. I'm just worried and, about it's going to be the same situation because he's in yet another new scheme. Like, he, this sure, is his fourth scheme in two years, bro, sure, or three years, sure. whatever the fuck it 100%. is hundred percent. I get it. I get it, and I think I, I I think he was trying to play too much hero ball, which he's not good enough to be the hero, so... Hmm. I think it makes them slightly better if they were a nine-win team last year. I think this makes them like a ten-win team. It's just, yeah, it doesn't put them over the hump by any means. I think this puts them in a little stability spot to where they kind of have to rely on some of their defense. Maybe they've got another move up their sleeve to bring in a receiver weapon to give them. But maybe I think this helps them as far as uh, you know potentially winning the division. But if you don't win the division in this spot, there's just so many. The AFC is so loaded, man. It's 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 an interesting move. I I know it seems the way people are talking about Baker. I don't know. Maybe he's shoulders not going to be good i don't know because i'm with you as far as 
I don't, I'm not throwing the book out on Baker just because of this bad season. Like you said, he, he had a rough shoulder, man. He's had some success the year or so before that. Yeah. Um, so as far as he, he is concerned, I tweeted out the other day, if it ain't Seattle, the, the Baker's riding the bench somewhere, man. Cause Carolina said, no, thanks. We're not interested. So I don't know. I don't know I what's going to happen. With okay. Baker. So, so here's my rationale, right? Like, yeah, fucking all sucks with Baker, but kind of sticking with the Colts and like the AFC South, because like, okay, yeah, you, you kind of just build off what you said there. Like, if they don't win the division, like, okay, I don't see the fucking Texans competing at all now. No. Like, the Texans are not competing. Me that. Fuck that. The Jags might compete with them dropping bags. We'll see what Should year two. See, but the problem is, is I, I hate to say I called it, but I called it that Trevor Lawrence was going to be yet another number one quarterback that just got swept under the fucking rug and was another fucking bad s- scenario. I'm not saying his, 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 his career's dead yet. But this is his second scheme in two years on his first team when he barely got introduced to any type of culture whatsoever. So he's having to be his own culture maker, his own leader in the room, as well as be a rookie who is now coming in for his sophomore year. Good luck trying to avoid that sophomore slump, T-Law. Like, that's just, that's my humble opinion, right? So I fucking think the Jags kind of struggle, but I think they could make a little noise. They could still do what the fucking did to the Colts. The Colts show up in Duval County into sure. the year, and they smack them in the fucking mouth by 20, and the Colts' season's fucking over because of some yeah. dumb shit. That could happen. But also, like, what major moves are the Titans going to make to really elevate them to that next level like they're still going to depend on the king they're still going to depend on aj they're still going to depend on tana thrill they're still going to depend on that o-line like it's going to be pretty fucking consistent that defense will stay pretty much the same so if they don't win the division by picking up maddie ice and saying oh the quarterback uh, the quarterback room has been our problem that has been our issue we we had philly we gotta let we had to let philly go oh we brought carson carson in as a band-aid obviously didn't work bringing back the relationship with reich if it does not work with matt ryan where the fuck do you go from there with the colts you going to jacob ellinger is that what you're doing like right fuck i think, you doing? Uh, fuck you I think doing? that's a problem man because it's it, they're in a spot where and that's kind of how we talked off the show a little bit we didn't come to that final conclusion it's like I saw someone that's like, if you're doing this, why not just tear it down? And it's like, I like so much of their roster. You're not just going to go full rebuild and be a dumpster fire again. Like, why not, you yeah. know, see if you can figure it out on the fly? Because you got a lot of pieces that are going to be here for the next five to ten years. And so I, I assume their plan is to now Speaking bring that, in a new young – what was that? Speaking of that, five to ten oh, years, segue in addition to that, kind because of, I kind of think it builds on what, where you're about to go. What do they do with T.Y.? Like, T.Y.'s played, what, two games of the last three seasons? Like, what do they do right. with T.Y.? Like, he's becoming a disposable asset. And I'm sorry, but oh, yeah. Michael Pittman's not a wide receiver one. So, again, oh, yeah. it just brings me back to my opening point of, I got a lot of respect for Chris Ballard, but what the fuck is the Colts front office doing? Like, I don't, I don't get this. I don't get this at all. I'm not yeah. saying Matty Ice is washed. I'm no. just saying I'm not no. picking him up in fantasy because I think he's going to now all of a sudden have 400 <laughs> yards a fucking game and five touchdowns. I'm just not. I don't yeah. think he chucks the rock more than 15 times a game. Okay. T.Y. Uh, is a free agent for now. They could bring him back, but he is a free agent at the moment. But you're right. They need some receiving core. I, I th- What their probable plan is is to now probably target a young quarterback somewhere, and you'd rather have him be mentored by Matt Ryan as opposed to Carson Wentz, I imagine. Sure. Whereas even if you think it's a lateral move from Matt Ryan to Carson Wentz for the next three to four years, I, I don't think they're, unless they were that over the moon about Carson Wentz being their quarterback for the next 10 years, which obviously it isn't, right. probably see this at the bare minimum, a lateral move, and now you have a better mentor for young quarterbacks, I guess would be my my, my opinion on that. Because I think they're just in no man's land to where they can't really build 
tear everything down and try and build it all back up because if they're doing that then they might like it's just still the quarterback that they need they're right. not going to be any different situation right so right. i don't know they might have something crazy up their sleeves otherwise they think they're going to be a 9-10 win team for the next five years i i dude i i i really like i can't agree with more how you close that like what is that something crazy what is that something crazy i i, I don't know bro because i like i like the receiving core cool but straight Chris Ballard said last year, all fucking Zach Pascal does is all Zach Pascal does is catch them touchdowns, and well now his ass is a fucking Philadelphia Eagle. How'd that work out? Like what? Wh- what are they doing? What are they doing? Like what are they doing? It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. I I can't help but think it's just another temporary band aid to like, oh shit, can we win the division and then maybe try and do something, make some noise in right. the AFC postseason, which. If they squeak through and fucking win the yeah, division, that's, that's then the then you're just like, oh, you fucking squeak through and win the division. You feel it feels like my fucking Bears, like hanging on every fucking right. thread. And the next thing you know, fucking uh, Rod, hot Rod Rodrigo Blankenship hasn't fucking kicked in two fucking years. Every the, the weight of the world on his shoulders, and you got the next double doink. I can see it now, kids. Or, or, it's or you're not just running shaping into the up good. The bills. <laughs> it's yeah, not shaping up good. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. It's not shaping up good for the Indianapolis Colts, and it, it just. It really puzzled me. Now, am I saying they should have stayed with Carson? No. Am I saying I hate Carson? No. But am I saying that he is a quarterback that does not put the team and himself in danger on every single play? Yeah. No. Every single fucking play, it's I got to play fucking hero ball. And whether that's him getting nuked from behind and breaking both of his ankles on one fucking play or getting away from one of those and throwing the ball up into triple coverage in the middle of the fucking field across his body, it's, 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 it's it. I'm not trying to buy into that as my fucking quarterback no. either. I wouldn't want him on the Bears. Like, that's, no, fine, <laughs> that's cool. But I just, I, I think there's a lot. If you're telling me you could have got Deshaun Watson before that, I'd have gone to Deshaun Watson. Like, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sure. Well, the Texans wouldn't have wanted. Fuck, that's I'd have gone Jared trend. Goff. I'd have gone fucking Jared sure. Goff. You got a fucking dome for fuck's sakes. He showed some flash last year. You give him a good fucking quarterback coach in Reich. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm not saying I hate Matty Ice. I get but, it. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It just doesn't just doesn't get you juiced. No, <laughs> it just no, doesn't get you juiced. No. As far as Baker though, is he, done? he hasn't gotten like, traded to fuck, Seattle bro? yet. I mean, if it hasn't happened yet, maybe Seattle's just trying to like, make him. Maybe Seattle's trying to starve him out, so they're at the, to the Browns' asking price goes a little lower. There's and just lower. no way. There's, there's like, how has Baker not been signed? Like, there's just no way, dude. Like the fact that the Browns went after Deshaun, signed him, said, "See you later, Baker. Here's your bags. Go ahead, hit the road." After all of these commercials, everything you've done for it. See you later, dude. I know. Like, not like he still had another year on his deal. Like, like they, they just packed his bags for him and said, get the fuck out. Like, they yeah. took the keys of the dog pound out of his yeah. hand and said, see you later, pal. Find another team. And there ain't no other team coming and knocking. And, I mean, I suppose I'm not going after – I su- okay, it's fantasy football. But put myself as a GM, I'm not overly enthralled on the fact that once Tom Brady goes the fuck out that he's my QB too. Once Tom Brady is fucking done for oh, real, yeah. or if sure. Tom Brady gets hurt this year, I'm not like, oh shit, I got Baker. Like that's gonna be solid. Like right. he leads the league in fourth quarter touchdowns over the last two years. Like he has no clutch gene in his body. I don't know where it went. He had it in fucking Oklahoma when he was boomer sooner and fucking pounding flagpoles into the fucking middle of the field. He had it. He ain't got no more. I don't know where it went. I don't know if he's scared to get hit. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But he can't chuck the rock. 
He, he, he can't make decisions, even on, like, the read options and stuff. He's, he, he looks confused there. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know either. I think he's, uh, and you're like telling you said, me unless, unless, because Seattle's not going to want to pay, like, a premium for the fucking guy. They'll, they'll, they'll dish but out you're a fucking sixth, seventh rounder or something. But, but, uh, but you're telling me that they would rather else? fucking Trade. bank their fucking season in the NFC West on Drew no. Locke over Baker Mayfield, no. like. I don't know that's what the what fuck just, they're trying to do. That's, that's what just makes no sense to me. me, dude. And like, if if not Baker, who? Like, Baker is the guy that everybody says you don't need him to throw more than 15 times a game. Have him turn around and like, hand fucking powers and dives yeah, all day doesn't, long. Doesn't, just shouldn't Pete Carroll be coming his pants uh, when you say something like <laughs> what I'm thinking. That's what I was like. Kind of my last statement right there was like, I, yes, 150%. Which dude, we like, both I, agree that that's asinine and you they should have changed their next the five years around ago. Russell Wilson as opposed to Pete Carroll. But, I mean, that's, oh, and boy, that's oh boy, right does, up Pete Carroll's alley. Yeah, and boy, does Russ, it's a quick sidebar, does Russ look good in that uh, that navy and orange? Oh, he's oh, he's out there balling dude, already. I cannot wait for the AFC West, dude. Oh, my gosh. The Broncos oh are going to be contenders, bro. The Broncos are going to be contenders. It, or like, they could be the fourth best team in the division and that they could still win. And they could still win some shit. Like, the AFC West <laughs> could be what the NFC West was last right. year. Like, bro. Dude, like I, I like I, I like like I think the Broncos well, found their quarterback. I think the Broncos finally found their quarterback. Like this is shades. Oh yeah. This has the feelings of shades of Peyton days. Like he's already in helmet, strapped up, throwing with his wide receivers. Like this feels like Peyton days is what this feels like. I still like their running backs too, dude. Javante Williams. Fuck yeah, dude. You know how I am on Javante Williams. I had him as a fucking offensive rookie of the year last year, and he didn't even start half the season. I fuck yeah, hell yeah, I love that yeah. fucking team. You know I love Jerry Judy. You know I love my boy. Come on now. I fucking love that squad. Jerry Judy, fuck, man, I watched every fucking game I could when Jerry Judy was in college, man. Ah, I love that. Cortland Sutton, 10, that's been my boy, my flex play for I don't know how long. You need a fucking DFS last second. Holy shit, I only got $8,000. What do I do? Unfortunately, he's probably going to be real fucking expensive this year because he's a fucking dog. And now he's got somebody to throw him the fucking rock. I'm all about it, dude. I'm all about the Broncos. And if they patch a couple of needs defensively, beautiful. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people are still high on their defense, but they're they're not bad by any means. I think they're pretty firmly in the middle of the pack. So yeah, I agree. If they add some stuff, man, they're they're a scary team. But it's it's like eh, the Chiefs add Khalil Mack and they address some of their secondary issues. Like the Chargers directly ad addressed the issues that they had this past season, and now you get Justin Herbert going into year three. As high as we were on him last year, how are we not going to be over the moon on him? How are we not going to be over the moon on them this year? It's like we were paper, talking you... about offense and we were just going cool. Uh, and we were talking about the Broncos. Oh, I guess I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. And do then it like you that. had to go to, to fucking K Mac, bro. K Mac. <laughs> I yeah, that that's all. Yeah, he's got a lot of gas left in the tank. He's got a lot of gas left in the tank. And now that he's back in a fucking three four. Even Joey Bosa. See you later, quarterbacks all over the fucking AFC. Oh, good. Go. And they added secondary too, and now the so what Raiders we try to do been... with Robert Quinn, except these two guys are young and Bobby Q's Bobby Q still like good, but it hurts. It hurts, man. If they're both it healthy, hurts. that's as dangerous as a combo of ever, ever. Yeah, ever. 100%. Oh, dude, 100%. the AFC man, smooth. I think your Bears could make the playoffs, dude. Seriously, and it might be an eight and nine team, and they might make the fucking playoffs in the NFC, dude. The NFC is it's it's looking it's like a. It's like, looking like a wasteland all. after the top two or three teams there.
Yeah, it's not looking good. A lot of the NFC contenders, like, I on it, because we obviously play the Seahawks once every year, so that'll be like, oh, maybe we can finally get one up on <laughs> the old Seahawks, and they don't <laughs> fucking sneak in the back door and beat us by three. Sure. Like, I mean, yeah, man, there might be some opportunities. The NFC West, I, I guess. I'm so. not going to get my hopes up. Them cocksuckers are probably going to be on my second screen TV by the fourth week, knowing whatever the hell's going on. Yeah, I swear, if Eberflu shows up and starts doing the same bullshit that I have seen for the last 10 seasons, which, like, we know that's what's already going to happen because the Bears just target specific motherfuckers. Like, even if they seem like one type of motherfucker, they get in the building and they turn to an entirely different type of motherfucker. So, yeah, if I steal, literally, it's week one. Week one. Like, dude, I, I made the promise last year and I'll make it again this year before we're even in, in, in OTAs, for crying out loud. If I <laughs> see the track. same nonsense, the same nonsense that I've seen year in and year out over the last 10 seasons, they're on the they're on the second screen the first game of the season. I'm not even watching preseason. I don't give a damn. I'm not I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it this year. I'm not being optimistic. I'm just not doing it. I'm being a realist this year. And I was being a realist last year and people boo-booed me and called me fucking crazy and I said, "Boys, you don't even understand how deep my love of Justin Fields run. Like as both as a player, as a human being and as a young man, I fucking I respect the fuck out of that dude, but we are going to break him. And people, oh, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, you're so fucking dumb, shut the fuck up. Well, it didn't look too good last year, did it? So hopefully we don't have the same fucking bullshit or else we are going to lose yet another five-star player. So, before I get... (laughs) Knock on wood before I get down that whole fucking rabbit hole. I've just, I've watched too much Bears football... For the last few seasons, and no, just I've seen this shitty ass story. We get all excited, everybody's all hooping, dooping, dooping, dooping. Oh, we're getting fucking first round picks again, everybody. We fucking sold the fucking farm, but we're getting first round picks. Yahoo! And then we'll fucking get some fucking stud, some fucking who was not supposed to fucking show up on our team, who was just never in the fucking sights, but oh my gosh, we were at the pro day in the back with a mask on, and nobody even knew it was a fucking member from the Bears organization. And oh my gosh, we picked him up, we spent one of the first rounds, and we broke him. I just, I, I don't want. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it, and I don't need it. So I'm starting the year just as I do every other year, unlike you fucking Packers fans. Cautiously pessimistic, with the hope to flip to optimism. I think I'll be more cautiously optimistic this year than, uh, than I've than yeah, I've been. I can Still feel be optimistic that. though. I like. You know I can I mean? feel that. I can feel you know, that. That's. I, I'm surprised you said that. I can feel that. You know, I mean, I've already been cautiously optimistic in it because I'm still optimistic. I am. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Zadarius Smith our, uh, just lost him. It uh, looked like he was going to go to the Ravens. I thought it was a done deal. But then uh, that fell through and he went to the Vikings, stayed in the division. I don't know if you saw that. but uh, Why would Zadarius uh, Smith go to the Vikings? Who knows? Jeepers, Interesting. Jeepers. That's like a dr- I mean, That's I That's if he's wild. healthy, he's still got some stuff in the Shit, tank. The I, I was not like, really – I love the guy as a person. Um, his, yeah, I, I wasn't too sad to see him go, though, uh, as far as the actual product is concerned. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. The Vikings are uh, kind of just ignoring all of their needs, essentially, or things that they could upgrade and kind of just uh, – hey oh hey oh get the, get the sirens going, the breaking news. That- Chiefs are trading. Tyree killed to the Miami Dolphins for five draft picks. A the number twenty nine pick this year, second round number fifty pick, fourth round as well as a fourth and sixth rounders in the twenty twenty three draft. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell in the same freaking offense, my friend. Holy shit! Whoa. Holy shit! <laughs> Holy shit! 
Oh my gosh. I mean, there's a sick part of me that feels like it's not going to matter. Um, that just feels like it's going to As far be as the Chiefs? No, that's going to be classic Miami. That it's oh. just, it doesn't fucking right. matter. I don't disagree with like, that at all. <laughs> like Tyreek Hill, like, just, I don't know. Just like reading this, like, yeah, dope. Cool How for Miami. Yeah. But like, why would Kansas City do that unless they knew something? Like that, like great. All those picks, awesome. They get the first round. Like, I don't know. That just feels like he's gonna go down there and have a good season, like Waddle did, but not that fucking just fuck yeah. That's number one. I don't know. There's just something about that that doesn't feel right. Because why well, would why would they get rid of their number tw- one? They got rid of me. They got rid of half of the receiving core. Why why are the Chiefs doing this? Who are they I gonna bring it, in? I, I think it's kind of like I said, dude. Nobody like the teams that are like it doesn't matter how good these receivers are. Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams have a chance to be actual Hall of Famers, have their names in the Ring of Honor in those stadiums. But paying a receiver, the the market just in general for like the yeah. the top twenty receivers is going out of control, dude. And, and now you're talking Devontae Adams. If he would have gotten the contract from the Packers, or he got the contract that he did for the Raiders, $28 million. Tyreek's going to ask for more than that, whether you believe he's better than him or not. He gets paid after him. That's how that shit works. He's going to be asking for at least $30 million, dude. And right. I think you'd rather, if you're the Chiefs, start to build up a defense a little bit because that's been obviously kind of the biggest concern for the most part during the Mahomes era and the way the money for him is going to start kicking in. Because, I mean, I, I've said it a few times. They're, the way his career and the Chiefs have been building their team around reminds me of like the early parts of the uh, Rodgers era uh, where they win the Super Bowl. He has an MVP season, and then he starts to get assholes and assholes of money, and the defense is fucking miserable. That's probably what was about to happen if they did the same thing and actually brought back Tyree Killer. Defense is going to be terrible, and I think you probably at this point would rather at least shore up your defense a little bit, rely on uh, you know patching it together and just finding some random ass fast guys on the outside because obviously that's kind of worked out whether it's Hill or, or anyone Hardman or Pringle. I think they probably go that route, and that's fucking shocking, but. Uh, yeah, I don't think teams these teams that you would perceive as smart. I don't think they want to pay these guys more than twenty million dollars, dude. Yeah, that's for sure. Especially when you get a five hundred million dollar contract out on your quarterback. So yeah, that ex- yeah. Something to think about there. Um, well, shit. Uh, we're thirty seven minutes after the top of the hour. Sheesh. We had some good uh, good conversation there on some NFL, uh, some college basketball, but uh, we got to get on about it because uh, I got new workflows and shit that uh, take yes, a sir. lot longer. So I got to get on about it. We got to get on up out of here. I'm trying to keep it close to eleven thirty, but. Uh, I could have cut it off right there at 11.30, but we get, we're getting down another good rabbit hole, so we never like to cut off good conversation. And always like to save a little bit of time for some motivation minutes, because at the end of the day, we all need a little extra inspiration, a little peace, love, and positivity in our lives, and uh, that's something that nobody in this space seems to do. So I'll take it upon myself and do so for you, my friend. So without further ado, my motivation minutes of the day. So I kind of wanted to, uh, just a quick, quick little... Um, Quick little something, something for you guys here today, um, and kind of literally the key to living a successful life. Um, just wanted to speak on that, and and really, if you do these three things, you will really start to find some type of success in your life. And success, and when I'm talking about it in in this case, is not um, 
what you have or or the money that you've gained or the title at your job or whatever, but rather who you become. And again, not who you become as in a job title or something along those lines, who you become in here and who you are, that flame burning inside of you. That's what success is. If you can, going back to yesterday, attain those five Ps, presence, peace, patience, perseverance, and perspective, that's a successful life to me. Being able to stay in the present moment, enjoy your current gift, not worry about the future, forget about the past and stay right here right now is a success to me. So how do you attain success? How do you live a successful life every single day? It's simple. And I do it every single day. And I'm sorry that I never took the time to share it with you guys. And it's three super simple things, and it's three things you need to take care of every single day. And you make yourself a promise, and you don't waver from it. You take care of your mind, you take care of your body, and you take care of your soul. Three things. Number one, take care of your mind. How do you take care of your mind? Get out of the fucking toxicity. I'm sorry if that was blunt and and, and it made you want to shut it off, but get the fuck out of it. Anything that you are reading, consuming, digesting is what is going to come into your life. If you don't like the rut that your life is in, if you feel like everything is negative around you, take a look at what you're consuming and what you're involving yourself with. Maybe pick up a devotional. Maybe pick up a book where it's a single page every single day that you got to read. Maybe it's not a devotional. Maybe it's something like that. Maybe it's a book that you start checking out. Take time every single day to learn, to jog your mind, to Fill it with love, to fill it with good positive thoughts, to visualize your future, where you want to be. Take care of your mind every single day. Take care of your body. I mean, this is easy. Start number one right here, my friends. This is glass number five for me. People don't be drinking water. That's number one. Seriously, just simply drink your damn water. Fix your posture. Shout out my man, Tim Cook. Dream big, be big. He's minting his NFT today. Shout out my man. Um... He always says that. Drink your water, fix your posture. It's so true. Think about your body. Think about what you're putting into your body. Are you eating fucking McDonald's Big Max all fucking day? Or are you eating stuff that is straight out of the ground? Do you have to open a bag in order to consume your food? Or can you just cut up something that you can physically hold in your hand? It's little choices like that that help your body operate at the highest peak volume that it can and find success there. Success there. And last, your soul. How do you feed your soul? And you don't have to be a religious person to feed your soul. I obviously am. I've talked about it in the past. And, and, and you know, my God loves me for me. And it wouldn't be without him that uh, me and Mags wouldn't be here today. And I might not be the most churchy person or, or go to Mass every Sunday, but I promise you I got a lot stronger relationship than a lot of those people do. And why do I mention that? Because it doesn't take that to have a relationship, to have a spiritual connection, to have a higher power. And your God might be different than my God. Your thoughts might be different than my thoughts. But having a higher power and having a spiritual connection, taking time to meditate, taking time to connect with that spiritual being that you are and not just the thoughts spinning around in the damn ticker all day long, that is what really feeds your soul. That is how you find out who you truly are. And that is how you nurture your soul every single day. So you want to find success in this life and not monetary fucking success, not physical assets, not relationships, not jobs, not that success. 
but success of knowing who you are, whose you are, where you are, where you were, and where you want to be, that's real success. Knowing that you were one person and now you've become 10 times better than what you are. You reached a new level on that ladder and because of that, you realized that it required a new version of yourself. That's success to me. So if you want to find success in your life, every single day is possible. Just start taking care of your mind, your body, and your soul. Do one thing a day for those three things. Think about it. Be firm in your intent. Do it with passion. Take care of your mind. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. And watch the successful vibes just roll in your way, left, right, and center. It's amazing. I apologize again for never sharing it with you guys, but it's so simple when you start to think about it and that fact and how easy it is to attain success in this life. So my friends, there you go, there you have it. That does it for Motivation Minutes of the day. Love it, my man. Sal, I had fantastic advice, dude. I mean, I yeah, water every day. I learned, I, I learned that one in college as far as water every day, and I still need reminders as far as that, as far as... Maybe not drinking, you know, fluids all day, but making sure it's not fucking garbage as opposed to water and that type of shit. And especially since we've been doing podcasting and working from home and sitting down, dude, treating the body right and getting out and at least, you know, if I need a screen break for 10 minutes, going outside for a 10 minute walk or something or a run oh. or something like that, dude, I, dude, I can't so tell you how easy. much better my body feels when I, as a, compared to when I don't do anything at all or you know obviously working all day but don't get up and move around at all dude i feel miserable if i do that dude yeah, my, it's so easy it's to in, be in, the, in 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 these spots to to just like oh we get done with the podcast bang all right i'm in the next thing yeah. and i'm just like i'm already at my yeah. desk all right we're in the next thing we're doing this we're doing that like i literally make it a point now get the fuck up from the desk let the shit download for a minute reset your body reset yeah. your shit get a fresh cup of water get your shit together then get on to the work. Right. I promise that five minutes you took to make sure that your body and your mental health was straight is uh. going to pay dividends and rather you just staying locked into that fucking screen. So uh. that's what I've learned. 100%. Dude. And, then the and I do it to myself and it's like, why the fuck is my back feel fucked up? And it's like, hey, like you said, as far as either posture or uh, uh, even when I have good posture and then I don't do anything at all as far as exercise, dude, that too. And then people is, oh, why do my stomach hurt? You've been drinking Dr. Pepper every, every for your 12 straight hours for the last seven days, dude. So, uh, yeah, not that we're uh, doctors or anything. And uh, obviously this is your motivation minutes, but I love the advice, dude. Hey, not that I'm a doctor. I just know that I don't feel like easy, shit dude. and I used yeah. to feel like shit. And like, it's funny when you just apply a few little things and you realize like how like shit you used to feel. And like, you just thought that was normal, but it's not really normal. And eating Big Macs and feeling like a big load of fat shit is not fucking normal or whatever you like. If your Big Macs ain't your thing, if it's fucking Whoppers or if it's fucking, I don't know, Carl's Jr. or Hardee's, fuck them all, whatever you want to do. I'm not saying that stuff's bad. You can cheat from time to time, but... <laughs> Be good to your body, man. You only yeah. got one of them. Be good to right. it. Uh, but outside of that, I'm officially my motivation minutes of the day. Okie doke, artichokes. We got to get on up and get on out. So officially, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers, far and wide for myself and Mags. Thank you so much for stopping by episode number 248 of the TTL pod and every episode and piece of content you decide to stop by for that matter. For all your likes, your views, your shares, your comments, your retweets, your subscriptions, everything in between that you guys do for us, we see it. And for us, when you do it for us, is that the key word in that sentence? The fact that you do is 
more than we could ever ask for. We appreciate you guys so much from the bottom of our hearts for the time that you take to share with us, and it is more than we could ever ask. So we'll keep pumping out content. We'll keep showing up. We'll keep aiming the fucking rocket ship to the moon, and uh, maybe one of these here days we'll hit the fucking ignition, and you'll say, hey, I remember those guys, and we'll stick true to our roots and remember all of you guys too because we ain't no fake-ass blue-check bitches. That's what I'll say, but hey, maybe that's just me. Max has his own opinion. Either way, you know me, I'll never change. I appreciate each and every one of you for allowing me to be myself and uh, spread peace, love, and positivity every day. And and same for Mags. I know I can speak for him in that vein as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Wednesday, unless you have any other plans. Make sure if you missed any of them, you go back, you get all of today's best bets of the day coming from the TTL crew or on one of our tracking platforms. Find it, talkingline.com slash today's dash best dash bets. So you can say with us at the end of every single piece of content we do. Let's cash some tickets. <laughs>